everyone. I'm excited to be back for the third part of the Summer Book Club review that I've been doing for Billy Porter's memoir, Unprotected. I originally thought I was going to do four episodes for this book, but I have decided to cut it down to just three. So today will be the final episode on this book, uh, and I'll be back next time with um, a new book to discuss on the podcast. So if you've been following the first couple of episodes, you've heard that I've basically been keeping within certain themes of environments, uh, adversities such as racism, homophobia, uh, and discussing instances of trauma, mental health, therapy, that kind of thing, and then trying to wrap each episode up with um, some hopeful things that uh, had either happened or... um, came out of, you know, the the more tough things discussed. So I've mentioned in previous episodes about how Billy Porter um, felt judged and mistreated within the church that his mother attended. So this is kind of a continuation of that story and understanding and kind of resolving those various forms of church hurt. So, quote, I received a letter from my mother. Dear Billy, it's seven o'clock in the morning. I've been praying and thinking. You have always been a special child and now a young man. But she wrote, the Lord does not want anyone living in sin and being gay is a sin. I know that you told me that you have always been like this. However, you must resist Satan and he will have to flee. The Lord can turn your life around if you want him to. I love you so much and I want to do all that I can to help you. Emotion washed through me like acid through a clogged carburetor. 30 years of emotional grit and grime had built up in my heart. I didn't even know where to begin, how to respond. My mother's letter sent old memories rushing back, being called a faggot when I didn't even know what that word meant, fear of emanating from the women in my life, that something was wrong with me, something that needed to be fixed, the man lessons. I thought that he was my remedy. I thought that if I did everything he said to do, my sickness would disappear. I couldn't remember a time when I felt anything other than gay, but I heard hate and condemnation from every direction. It was a sin I was born with. Everyone hated the gays. We brought the plague into the world. Very Sodom and Gomorrah. I heard on television. I heard it in in church. I heard it in my own home. Silence fosters fear. Fear fosters hate. Hate leads to violence. Silence equals death. Why me? I had to come out to my mother three times. Once is scary enough, but three times over a decade is simply absurd. The first time was when the memory of my sexual abuse at the hands of her second husband flooded my senses while I was on break from performing in the shows at Kennywood Park. The second time was when I brought my first bona fide boyfriend home to meet her, sometime in the summer of 1989. I actually said the word boyfriend, went right over her head. I let it be. What's the point? Let her grow at her own pace, right? And then the letter. That was like a dagger through my heart. The rejection, the dismissal, the feeling of being cast out. Here I was, almost 30 years old, and paralyzed 
and still paralyzed by other people's convictions, other people's belief structures. In my mommy's defense, the Bible is all she knew. I know what I'm about to say is going to be controversial. Some may even say heretical, but this Bible situation is problematic. It's been weaponized by the oppressor to prop up hypocrisy and to justify hate. Y'all can miss me with that. I wrote a long letter in response to my mother's obligatory, churchy, gays are an abomination and you need to be fixed letter. I wrote to her about traumatic memories, about shame, and how I prayed for God to fix me, but that I wanted something different and I set out on my own two feet to find it. After blame and denial, I wrote her about how I found theater, how it had saved my life, how it was the only place I could go where I didn't feel I was being judged, and it provided an emotional and spiritual connection unlike any I'd ever known. So important because her religion, her church, used religious beliefs to justify hatred of me. I don't say these things to be disrespectful of the Bible or what you believe. I wrote at the end of the letter, I don't say these things to shock you. I'm trying to help you understand my truth. I have faced it. I can't protect you from it anymore. I don't have any answers, nor will I waste another minute of my life hiding in religion and acting as if I do. I live with the Spirit of God in my heart, and with Him I'm experiencing a full, happy, and peaceful life, a life firmly planted in truth. I pray you have the same joy I have come to know. I love you more than anything I have ever known. I will always love you. I know your love for me is true. I release you to strive for your higher and greater good. I ask you to reciprocate that same spirit to me. Someday, maybe your spirit, maybe our spiritual paths will align. But until then, this is my truth. God bless you. Upon going back and reading my response to my mother all these years later, I marvel at how I was able to speak life into myself without any idea of how I was going to achieve real peace, real joy. I stand in amazement at the opportunities the universe has provided me on my journey towards healing. It's been long, it's been challenging, and I'm grateful to have lived long enough to experience the shimmers of light from the other side of darkness. My mother was actively encouraged by her church and society at large not to love me unconditionally. They convinced her that my sexuality was a deal breaker, and if I didn't pursue deliverance from my sinful ways, she should abandon me. So I drew a line in the sand, not only for my relationship with my mother, but also for my relationship with myself. This was the beginning of the evolution of the man I am today. I chose my truth, I chose myself, and subsequently chose a different kind of family. My chosen family are the ones who have sustained me for my entire life. I am alive and still halfway sane because of them. My lifers, my rider dies. As for my biological family, my absolute and unequivocal extraction from the dangers of their lack of understanding of me and thereby their inability to love me unconditionally was my only path to survival. The Bible had become the breaking point and I was no longer interested in believing in something that didn't believe in me. Sorrowfully, with much pain and sacrifice, I cut organized religion out of my life. And when I say I drew a line in the sand, I mean for real, for real. I stopped going home to Pittsburgh for holidays. Hell, I stopped going home to visit, period. I had already had one foot out the door for a decade, but I held on to the hope that my community would choose to 
would choose love over fear. Most didn't have the tools, so I bounced. And so he continues on to talk about how he kind of started to experience some healing from this church hurt and rejection from his family. So, quote, my sister Eminem has been the conduit for healing the fractures of decades of separation. My cousins Stephanie and Chris and Alicia have always made their love known. Grandma and Aunt Dorothy died before the elephant in the room conversation even came up. With the exception of that time when they found out I was sharing an apartment, quote, living in sin, with my sister schoolmate Natalie Belkin in Squirrel Hill sophomore year of college. Mommy was horrified. Grandma said, well, at least he's living with a woman. Oh, the shade, the shade of it all. Other extended family members have stepped up mostly in the form of social media and come to my defense when folk try to drag me for the way I live my life out loud and proud. One of my preacher cousins called me to apologize for the way the church has treated me and the LGBTQ plus community. I have an LGBTQ plus ministry at my church because of you. I've lost some members as a result and I don't care because God is love and love is God. I'm sorry for how we did you dirty like that. You deserve better. And now I know better, so I'm dedicated to doing better. Well, work. End quote. So I've, I've kind of shared uh, bits and pieces about his complicated history with the church uh, throughout these past three episodes. Um, and so I thought that, that that section right there was a good kind of bookend on uh, snapshotting that journey. Uh, of course, I highly encourage you to read the book yourself to get all of the context. But I think that's that's a really important topic because as a therapist, I see a lot of people who are dealing with similar um, experiences where, you know, folks in the church have been like judgmental or, you know, um, have rejected them in one way or another. And they're having to deal with those um, self-esteem issues and traumas in their adulthood. So this podcast is brought to you in part by House of Isis Beauty Naturally. Once I found House of Isis, I wasted no time replacing all of my daily grooming products with their vegan, all-natural line. They offer shampoos, conditioners, hair oils, body and hair butters, body wash, and so much more. My all-time favorite product is the Shea Souffle Hair and Body Butter. I use it for myself and for my daughter. House of Isis products are handmade and small batches for the best quality. The company is Black-owned and woman-owned and is backed by 30 years of cosmetology experience from its founder, Miss Gina. Listeners of this podcast will receive a special 15% discount on all purchases using my code MJZ as in zebra, L-O-C as in car, S. That's MJ's Locks. House of Isis will take the 15% that you saved on your purchase and contribute it directly to my daughter, Maya Jane's, college fund. That's a win-win. You can find a direct link to houseofisis.co in the show notes of this episode. And don't forget to use code MJ's Locks. That's M-J-Z as in zebra, L-O, C as in car, S. Thank you for your support. Um... You, once again, can hear my dog snoring. He is in a deep uh, stage of sleep right now. 
But I'm going to continue on and just share a small quote um, that uh, where Billy Porter shares about going to therapy. So, quote, I started traditional therapy in earnest in 1995. I was scared that I was way too damaged by my trauma to have a real intimate relationship with somebody, end quote. So this uh, quote kind of shows how over time he's coming to awareness of some of the like emotional wounds that he has endured and he's working on healing. So to conclude this episode, I want to share a couple of things um, under the the theme of hope. So um, I try to end these episodes off with something um, kind of hopeful and positive. And so I have three points here that I'm going to share with you. So the first being this, quote, to this day, Bill Butler has been my biggest fan and champion. For the better part of three decades, he has been with me through all the ups and downs of a career and of life. Bill believes in nurturing talent. He sees beyond the surface. He's continued to believe in me and support me through the good times and the challenging times. He didn't drop me when work dried up for over a decade. He didn't put me out to pasture when I was searching for my voice. Trying to find my place in the world that doesn't give a fuck about me or my kind. Bill Butler has not only been my business partner for coming up on 30 years now. Bill, Bill Butler is my family. I am so humbled and honored to have this man in my corner. When I co-hosted Dick Clark's New, York, New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest and Lucy Hale in Times Square going into 2021, Bill pulled me aside to show me the title he had given me, typed into his contact list from the moment he met me all those decades ago. Billy Porter, superstar, end quote. So um, through these, these three episodes, um, I've kind of highlighted how Billy Porter talks about various people being uh, angels along his journey. So um, that past example of Bill Butler was one of them. So next, he, he talks about his friendship with Rosie O'Donnell. So I'm going to share that, that snippet here. Quote, There are no words to describe the influence Rosie O'Donnell has had on my day-to-day -day business acumen, but most importantly, navigating my life in general. We were both faced with an existential crisis of choosing our humanity over our fame at the same time. She, already in the public eye, and me, kind of, sort of, on the precipice of a public eye situation of my own. A crisis that was, that was a direct threat to my career aspirations. The gay thing. In the 90s, the gay thing was still very much an authentic truth that could destroy a person's livelihood. The shame alone is devouring us all from the inside out. The don't ask, don't tell policy of the Clinton administration was a direct correlation with the doctrin doctrinal rhetoric heaved upon me in my Christian upbringing. Having same-sex desires is not the point. You can be gay, just don't say anything about it. Don't act on it. Stay in the closet. Keep your faggoty-ass mouth shut and everything will be fine. Although it was not fine. Not fine at all. Because those of us hiding were no longer comfortable in the darkness. Rosie, myself, and the queer community at large needed the light. We longed for the light of truth to shine down on us, to be seen. I don't think either of us ever expected that we were the light that the world needed to receive, end quote. 
So I hope that you've enjoyed this review of Billy Porter's memoir, Unprotected. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, take care. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support this podcast by buying me a coffee. The link is in this episode's show notes. Thanks in advance. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it's free. They offer creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many more. Did I mention that you can make money from your podcast no matter the size of your following? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today.